Greetings, fellow Earthlings. This is Dave Smith with another mobile edition. Yeah, so censorship is alive and well in America. The first casualty of war is always the truth. I am currently shadow banned from Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I can't post anything. I am even banned from the stereo app. I can't go live on the stereo app. This is all after I posted a 42-minute live on Instagram last night. It was my State of the Union address, the Dumpster Fire Edition. Because, you know, the United States of America is pretty much a complete dumpster fire right now. We, in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, we were still not offered health care. Health care is, uh, is the leading cause of bankruptcy. For people in the United States. The average uh, United States citizen is a, uh, does not have $400 in the bank for an emergency. So they're $400 away from, you know, catastrophe. If their brakes go out on their car, if they need, you know, right? You follow me? Uh, housing prices in the, in the county that I live in have gone up roughly $100,000 every year since 2017 there is no rent control and people can charge absolutely as much as they want for rent you can even raise the rent a thousand dollars the next month there's no law prohibiting price gouging it's unbelievable then you want to talk about the firestorms here in california started by pacific gas and electric power company yeah they were found negligent, maliciously negligent, in 15 fires. They've got hundreds of deaths on their hand, and but they have a standing policy that they don't replace parts until those parts fail. So the town of Paradise that was completely burned to the ground and eliminated, 80 people killed, that was a hook that held the high power lines that was installed in 1943 that failed because this is their policy. They knew the hooks were gonna fail, they have a person that works full-time operating a drone to study their power lines. So they, PG&E themselves, have photographs of these hooks that are halfway towards failing. They were installed in 1943. They're 90 years old. It's a little piece of metal. Are you kidding me? But instead of replacing those hooks, they opted to pay a shareholder dividend. It's that simple. It's that simple. They paid the shareholders and killed the customers. Now enter uh, Governor Gavin Newsom. A little side note, there's a great expose on this whole thing. It's a 10-part expose done by a brilliant reporter who's doing the real work. Um, Channel 10, ABC Channel 10 out of Sacramento did a 10-part series on this called Fire Power Money. I highly urge everybody to watch that and share it and talk about it because nobody knows the real details that are going on with this. So the governor, Gavin Newsom, was uh, embroiled in this uh, controversy because he had a mask mandate, restaurants were shut down, and there was a mask mandate. Then he was busted having dinner with a bunch of people at this super upper crusty restaurant in Napa, California called French Laundry, where the average, uh, average dinner plate is $350 without wine. 
your average, right? So you, you can spend $1,000 per person there on a dinner. So Gavin Newsom is having dinner there. That made the news. There was all this controversy, and it led to a recall of the governor that didn't work out. But the news never dug into why they were having dinner or who he was having dinner with. But this expose on ABC Channel 10, Firepower Money, did. Guess who? A longtime friend, 20-year friend of Gavin Newsom is the head lobbyist for PG&E Pacific Gas and Electric. After that meeting, Gavin Newsom hired a private lawyer with taxpayer money. Now, now realize the state of California has a staff of lawyers on, on uh, payroll. He didn't use those lawyers. He went and hired a private attorney with taxpayer money to draft legislation that would protect PG&E the next time they caused a fire. He, he did that legislation. It has gone through. And guess what? They decided to put a limit on how much you can get paid out if one of your family members gets killed in a negligent fire where the power company was found to be guilty, you can only recover $10,000. That's right. The governor of California has decided that a human life is worth $10,000. That's it. That's it. So... Your whole family, you know, family of four dies in a fire and, and the house is eliminated. The whole town's eliminated. You're going to get $40,000, not enough to even buy a house. That is an ultimate slap in the face. It's worse. It's, it's the worst criminal atrocity and corruption case that I know of. Uh, and then to put a little history on this, let's put a little history on PG&E, right? They've, they've been found guilty, like I said, of negligence causing... 15 wildfires in the state of California. The town I'm in, they caused a fire here, burned down 5,000 houses. 5,000 houses. It stopped four blocks away from me. I had all my earthly possessions, well, what I could fit, and my cat in my car and was sitting on top of an overpass watching the city burn. It was horrific. Horrific. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I wouldn't even wish that on Dick Cheney. Um... And this was, this could have been so easily avoided, so easily avoided with routine maintenance and inspection. Um, I lived in San Francisco for 20 years. They have a policy where PG&E goes around and trims the trees from away from all power lines, all power lines. I live in Sonoma County, California now. I've never seen them doing this, right? In San Francisco, they have on contract a tree trimming company called Davy Tree. Well, I've, and you see them everywhere, trimming away from the power lines. If there's a, a power line encroaching a tree in your backyard, you can call PG&E, tell them to trim that tree, and they'll be there within like 48 hours getting it done. I'm looking at four trees. There's a palm tree five feet away from a high power line. There's an oak tree where the power line's running right through the middle of it. And there's a pine tree where the, where the power line's running right through the middle of it. Then another pine tree right there where the power line is a foot above it. And these are all, this is in a residential suburban neighborhood. So if that power line arced this oak tree right here, it would go up and I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten houses right there. That would probably all go up before the fire department even got here. So... This is crazy. Then we're going back to 
I think it was 2007, PG&E was busted for malicious negligence and seven cases of manslaughter because they refused to do maintenance on their gas pipes in San Francisco. A gas pipe exploded, killing seven people. There was another instance in San Francisco where a gas pipe exploded and shot up a manhole cover through some, the bottom of somebody's car, killing them. Nobody has gone to jail for this. PG&E is guilty of killing hundreds and hundreds of people and destroying billions of dollars worth of real estate and infrastructure. They have never been held criminally accountable. They were charged a fine, right? And this is, this is unbelievable. Gavin Newsom, the governor of, of California, also allowed PG&E, or I think he... I think he even drafted the legislation, or PG&E drafted it, and he signed off on it. Regardless, the way the law stands now is that PG&E, who just burned your house down, can now raise your power rates to recover the fine that they had to pay for burning your house down. So get this straight. PG&E burns your house down, you rebuild it, you're living in your new house in the same spot, now your power bill has gone up 25 to 50% so that PG&E can get back the money that they were fined. How does this give them the incentive to change their ways? It doesn't, it doesn't. Then let's go back a little further. PG&E was involved in the Enron scandal in, in uh, I believe it was the early 2000s. Enron, remember that? Huge, uh, uh, corruption case um, where it was found that Dick Cheney invited the heads of these energy companies to help him form uh, an energy policy. So like, you know, inviting the fox into the hen house. Unbelievable, right? And then oddly enough, oddly enough, what a crazy coincidence. Do you know where the records were for the Enron investigation? <laughs> They were in building number seven of the World Trade Center complex. If y'all remember correctly, uh, the planes hit building one and two. Building number seven was like six blocks away. It collapsed that same day, but at 5 p.m. So the first two buildings were hit at 9 a.m. And we were told that kerosene, you know, spread throughout the building, weakening the steel and causing a collapse. Well, building number seven didn't get hit by a plane. There was no kerosene, and it also collapsed into its own footprint. Like a demolition, you know. Um, there's a great documentary um, about this called A&E for 9-11 Truth, and what it is, Architects and Engineers. 9-11 Truth. These are career architects and engineers, 1,200 of them, who have signed on saying, this is absolutely not plausible. It's the first time in world history where a steel frame building has collapsed due to fire. Uh, one of the trade centers collapsed within an hour of being hit, right? There was a building in Spain, or Italy, one of those, you can Google it, whatever. There was a building in Spain, I believe, that burned for 24 hours. Like the top 18 floors burned completely 
that building didn't collapse. It was still standing there. You can see all kinds of images of many, many, many steel frame skyscrapers throughout the world that have had horrific fires and still standing. Once again, never before in history has a steel frame building collapsed due to fire. Um, I even watched a documentary. I think in that same documentary, they have a clip of the people, the architect who designed the World Trade Center. He said, we designed this like a screen door, right? Imagine a screen door. You could put a pencil through the screen and it doesn't damage the whole door because of the fiber network. So they designed, they literally designed the Twin Towers to take the impact of an airplane. They weren't thinking terrorism. They were thinking weather, right? Oh, if there's bad cloud cover and a plane gets off direction, whatever, smacks the tower, we want to build it to withstand two hits by a, uh, I think it was a 707. So a little bit smaller plane than a 747, but still a big massive jet full of kerosene. So come on. So there's that, right? But then let's go, let's go current. So unbelievable. PG&E is, is not going to have to pay a dime out of pocket because they're able to, to charge the customers to recoup their fine. Unbelievable. Gavin Newsom received a $200,000 campaign contribution directly from PG&E. And in that expose by ABC Channel 10 out of Sacramento, Firepower Money, this brilliant reporter goes and asks Gavin Newsom, Mr. Governor, sir, um, do you think it's a conflict of interest having taken $200,000 uh, from Pacific Gas and Electric Company who has been found guilty of malicious negligence leading to the death of hundreds of Californians? And, and he's like, I, I don't understand your line of questioning. Uh, just typical slick willy BS, right? I mean, you look at the guy, he's got his hair greased back like a 1940s gangster or something. Like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Well, a little dirt on his history. I know a guy that went to high school with him, and he was a big cokehead in high school. So, yeah, big old coke, coke fiend. And then in the, uh, when was it? It was in, when he was mayor of San Francisco, he was busted having an affair with his aide. His best friend was his aide, his number one aide. And he was busted having an affair with that guy's wife. So talk about an ultimate piece of garbage, right? He banged his best friend's wife. So that's, that's this guy, right? He has uh, ambitions to be the president of the United States, right? The Democratic Party loves this guy. Nobody's talking about all the evil deeds that he's done under the cover of darkness. Nobody's talking about him, uh, you know, hiring these lawyers, right? And so he, oh my God, he, he allowed PG&E access to this major state slush fund, a California state slush fund. PG&E can now have access to that fund to build back better. This is disgusting. This is disgusting. The, the federal government should be on this, right? The FBI should be investigating the governor of California right now. Once again, we're talking about billions of dollars in losses, but let me let me hypo, um, hypothesize on why he's not being investigated. Well, because America, like I said, is pretty much a dumpster fire right now. As far as I know, the definition of fascism is that 
companies and corporations rule the government and basically make the laws. So that's where we're at right now. This bill Citizens United passed, allowing people to create a super PAC and then donate unlimited amounts of money to a politician. So bribery is now legal. Um, that's the ultimate form of corruption, right? So money is ruling the politics in the U.S. It has been my whole life. I'm 54. I was born in the summer of love, and this country has gone downhill ever since. Um, it started way before that, if you look at the civil rights BS and all that, and Jim Crow, and oh my God, right? So you know, when was America great? Ah! <laughs> wow, uh, that is a, um, that's an indoctrinated point of view. It was never great. It's just another country, and it's pretty much, you know, maintained worldwide hegemony and oppression. You know, anytime some socialist-leaning, democratically elected country comes up, we, we, you know, we throw a coup. We get the CIA over there, commit a coup, and put a puppet in place. Usually a totalitarian dictator puppet. You know, we've done this in Chile, Honduras, El Salvador, uh, Panama, Nicaragua, you name it, on and on and on. Iraq, um, you know, uh, Libya, tried it in Syria. We really, really want to do it in Iran, China, and Russia. And do you know why we're, we're just a little side tangent, do you know why we're so hell-bent on um, China, Russia, and uh, Iran? Well, because those countries do not have a central bank. So think about it. Look it up. Look up the Federal Reserve. Look up central banks. There's a great documentary that goes into the monetary system of fractional reserve banking, which is a scam. And it's called Zeitgeist the Addendum. Z-E-I-T-G-E-I-S-T the Addendum. It's phenomenal. Please check it out. But I want you know, going back to PG E and why. The feds aren't, you know, I'm just hypothesizing this, but why aren't the feds investigating this? Because we're all about pro corporate profit here, right? So if a company's making money, well, to hell with the people, as long as, you know, the economy, right? Like in the middle of the pandemic, when everybody's forced to, to not work, and, you know, we're hurting. Our stock market had the best quarter ever. So that shows you how it's all a house of cards. It's not tied to anything, you know? People were out of work. We had the highest unemployment pretty much ever. But, uh, you know, the stock market broke all records. So there you have it. So my hypothesis on why the federal government in the United States is not investigating the governor of California and, and putting, you know, forcing PG&E out of business because they are a threat to public safety, right? Uh, Gavin Newsom also said they, they could not operate if they did not have what's called a safety certificate in the state of California. Well, Gavin Newsom signed that state safety certificate after they got busted for the, you know, the seven counts of felony manslaughter in the San Bruno gas explosion. Then they got busted doing a cover-up of that. Then they were found guilty in 15 fires. So how do they have a safety certificate? They're clearly not a safe operating company. But corporate profit, right? So they have their safety certificate. They get to keep doing business. They only have to pay $10,000 for everybody they kill, for each person they kill from now on. Um, 
they are able to charge back their fines to the customers so they never end up losing any shareholder dividends or you know doesn't make their stock look bad blah, blah, blah. And, and, oh, check this out okay so let me finish my train of thought i'm all over the place i'm gonna go with this current thought so your house got burned down by pg e instead of getting a full payback for your house they were allowed to give you 50 percent money and then 50 percent pg e stock now, riddle me this. If this company just burned your house down, would you want to invest in that company? Would you want to own stock in that company? Oh, hell no. But you're forced to. And because they're so negligent and they've done so much damage, the value of their stock plummeted after the court decision. Right? So their stock was estimated at blah, 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 blah. And then they, they forced people to take stock as payback and then the stock just plummets. So it's worth like 25% of what it was when that legislation was passed because, oh, you know, nobody wants it. Nobody trusts them. Nobody's investing in a company that murders people, right? So it all makes sense. Now, why is the federal government not investigating PG&E? Because corporate profit, it's good for the bottom line, right? As far as like America goes. You know, and the stock market and this and bab -da -bab -da uh, shareholders, dividends, bab -da -da -bab, all that. Right. Um, you know, it's so. They're making money, they're making a ton of money. So the government's got their back. The government's got their back. It's disgusting. They should be investigated. They should be shut down. People ask, well, are they too big to fail? No, we have a company called Caltrans. They take care of all the freeway work here in San Fran in, in California. Caltrans. You could take that same company, Caltrans, and just create an energy division owned by the state, not for profit, so they operate at a break-even cost. PG&E is a for-profit company. And that's why all these disasters have happened, because they've prioritized shareholder dividend payout over maintenance of their systems, right? Why, in the, why when we're having climate change and all these fire disasters, why do we have overhead power lines? Because they don't want to pay to bury them, right? If it was state-owned, it, it would have been done 20 years ago. So that's what it is. It's all ultimately corruption on every level, right? The feds should step in and shut this company down because it's a threat to public safety, right? But they're not doing that because of the whole profit incentive and what I think is fascism, right? Com companies, corporations telling the government what to do, right? Let's go back to Obama. Speaking of fascism, Obama was given a letter by Citibank with 21 names on it. These are people we want you to put in your cabinet. Guess what? Obama put all 21 of those people in his cabinet. And then guess what he did? When the, when the collapse of 2008 happened, he bailed out the bankers, the largest payout in U.S. history, I think. And then he evicted, he allowed 5 million people to be evicted from their homes. Not one of those bankers that caused the worst financial collapse in, in U.S. history went to jail. Nobody went to jail over that. A few people uh, jump, uh, apparently, quote unquote, jumped off of roofs. I tend to think they were pushed. Somebody cleaning up loose ends, right? Uh, 
But anyway, yeah, so there's that's the history. That's the history, man. It's unbelievable. So, you know, here we are in this time, no health care. You know, the leading cause of bankruptcy in the United States is medical bills. Even in a pandemic, they're not going to give us health care, right? There was a measure on the ballot for the state of California to have universal health care, Medi-Cal, Medicare for all, which would be uh, all the studies I've seen is it would be 25% cheaper than what we're doing now. But a lot of corporations would lose out. So the Democrats, right? The Democrats who were told are the party of the working people and, you know, well, yeah, they voted this down. The Democrats killed it. We have a Democratic president, Senate, and House of Congress right now, right? A Democratic majority. And California is a super majority Democrats. So you would have thought that this would have just been rubber stamped right on through. Oh, hell no. Why? Because the Democratic Party is beholden to corporations. Has the Democratic Party ever stood up against war? No, they beat the, dr- the drums for the Iraq War. WMDs just like the Republicans did. You know, I'm so sick of social media, people drawing false equivalences, right? So, you know, somebody had a picture of, it was Putin taking off a mask and Stalin was underneath. And I'm like, wow, this is like pro-war propaganda, getting everybody to hate that, those people over there, over there, right? Are they Muslims? Are they Russian? Are they Chinese? Hate them over there. Right. Well, what about hating our own leaders that have had us at war for the last 20 plus years? All my life we've been at war. For we, I think the United States, in the entire existence of the United States, we've been not in a war for 13 of the years of our total existence. So it's all rhetoric and bullshit. Excuse my language. I get so fired up about this. Right. And most people don't want to look at the history. They just want to have an emotional reaction to what they see on what I call the idiot box and the lamestream media, right? If you're getting your news from television, like cable television, you're being propagandized. I watched a uh, show recently by an ex-CIA member who had written a book. And uh, it's amazing that he's able to talk about this without getting killed himself, But he said, as long as I get out and get my name out fast, then, you know, it would be too much attention if I died in a weird, mysterious way. Especially since he's talking about the ways that they can kill people without it showing, like a heart attack gun and all these things that the CIA has developed as covert methods of assassination of foreign leaders. Um, So it's unbelievable. The history of this is unbelievable. Um, I'm shadow banned right now from all social media. I, I can't go live. I can't post to Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Not because I've been posting pro-Russia stuff. I've just been asking people to not jump on a side and to do research into the history because that provides context, right? Because it's not as simple as Putin bad. We got to support Ukraine. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. It never is. Let's follow the money. And once again, money. So it's all about natural gas in Ukraine. So I just heard on the Jimmy Dore show, if you don't watch that guy on YouTube, check him out. He is a fellow freedom fighter and brings it every day. Jimmy Dore had a wonderful episode 
talking about the gas. Is this about a natural gas deal? Huh. Okay, so Russia, Putin had had a plan to run a natural gas pipeline from Russia to, under, the, under the ocean to Germany to supply all of Europe with natural gas. The United States didn't like that. Apparently, right now, uh, the number the United States is the number one producer of natural gas in the world, thanks to fracking, which has messed up the infrastructure here in the United States. It's tainted people's drinking water. It's uh, started uh, flurries of earthquakes in places that before that never had earthquakes, like the state of Oklahoma. They were known for tornadoes. And people joked about California like, oh man, I could never live in California. Y'all got earthquakes. Well, now Oklahoma has tornadoes and earthquakes thanks to fracking, loosening up, you know, destabilizing the ground. Um, So the United States is the number one producer of natural gas in the world right now. So we did not want uh, Russia to supply all of Europe with natural gas, even though it would be much cheaper than the natural gas coming from the U.S., because theirs would be in a pipeline. Ours has to be put in a ship, brought all the way across the Atlantic Ocean, and blah, 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 blah. Not to mention, we're, we're just straight up charging more for it, too. So Germany is now going to pay 25% more for their natural gas than they would have if they got it from Russia. And all of most of Europe needs natural gas for heating through their really, really cold winters, right? So we're talking trillions and trillions of dollars, right? There, now, there was an agreement made with Biden and Germany, or the United States and Germany. Germany agreed that if Russia invaded the Ukraine, they would halt the uh, construction of the pipeline from Russia. So, now enter the current propaganda and the rhetoric ramping up to war, right? Biden and the U.S. government, the, the, this guy from the State Department, I heard him say, we have evidence that Russia has planned a false flag attack in Ukraine. Evidence of a false... And he was asked to explain what that evidence is. And he's like, well, I just told you. No, you just made a statement. He didn't provide any factual evidence. So basically, and he was this, a former CIA operative that is now a spokesperson for the State Department. Now, if you go back to the uh, ex-head of the ex-Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, you can see this on YouTube. Mike Pompeo, um, I I worked for the CIA. We specialized in lying. We had whole programs that taught that. So you don't ever believe what somebody that works for the CIA or used to work for the CIA says because they are specialists in covert operations, and in propaganda, right? Uh, Going back to the the interview I watched with this ex-CIA member who had written a book, who is amazingly still alive, he said 25%, uh, 75%, excuse me, of what the CIA does is propaganda, shaping public opinion. 25% is assassinating and overthrowing, assassinating foreign leaders and overthrowing foreign governments. Straight up said that. But 75% is propaganda. And then he went into that. He's like, oh yeah, we have a part in Hollywood films. The CIA will give money to a film to have that film, uh, you know, portray a certain viewpoint. 
right? Like take uh, American Sniper with that guy Kyle, whatever his lying ass was. That's one of them. The, the CIA invested heavily in that to get that message out. Yeah, Sniper's good. America, right? He said they also invest, in, they also have uh, a hand in writing scripts sometimes of Hollywood movies, big Hollywood movies. He said also television shows. And then the big one, he said, oh yeah, we have people at news programs, at news stations. So the CIA has people at CNN. The CIA has people at Fox. The CIA has people at MSNBC, NBC, ABC, and CBS. So if you're watching any of these quote-unquote news stations, which are entertainment programs, they're not news stations because they don't hire any investigative journalists anymore. They just parrot what the Associated Press says. Um, So if you watch any of these, you're just being propagandized, right? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So thank you for listening. This has been a rant from the road with Dave and another thing with Dave. I'm on 23 podcast platforms in 46 countries. If you are digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm throwing down, please, please, please share with friends, share on social media, help me get the word out. I'm banned on all social media right now, not for being pro-Russia, like I said, but just for asking people to look at the history to put it in context. The U.S. was found to have supported a coup in Ukraine in 2014. So it's unbelievable. You know, if you want to, if you want history or background on that, look up the Jimmy Dore show, um, Ukraine, and he'll, he, he's got three episodes that break it down. Thank you for listening. Keep seeking the truth, fellow earthlings. We have way more in common than we do that divides us. Just remember that. And please, please, please be on the side of peace over war. Thank you. Over and out.